There's so many people out there right now in a difficult season of some kind or another. I think of pastors. I talked to a lot of other pastors. I'm a pastor myself. During the COVID season, the last two years has been really challenging for many other jobs as well. Teachers, healthcare workers, so many others. Uh, I know a lot of people right now who are grieving the loss of a loved one. I know a lot of people who are in a challenging season of parenthood. You know, having young kids during this pandemic season can be challenging when they're not at school as much and that kind of thing. And then there's so much transition kind of institutional upheaval, people moving, companies changing. I think a lot about business owners who can't get enough staff. There's so many understaffed business owners right now. And so many, I mean, you could just go through different professions and just list everything. It's a difficult season. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to make a video trying to encourage people in one of those difficult seasons based upon a blog post I wrote five years ago called How to Make It Through a Difficult Season. It's going to be a more practical and devotional uh, video, but I just think that people could benefit from encouragement right now. And just the basic reality that life is seasonal seems like such a basic thing. You know, uh, summer and winter feel very differently. Well, life has those dynamics to it, and ministry is seasonal to it. You've, you've got uh, ministry is seasonal. You've got uh, 1 Kings 17 and 1 Kings 18. I talk about this all the time with Elijah, the same prophet, equally gifted, equally faithful. In one chapter, his ministry is as modest as you can imagine, just a Gentile widow and her son way up in Zarephath. In the other chapter, it's as dynamic as you can imagine, fire falling from heaven and so forth. That's seasonal. There's nothing that Elijah does that makes him more effective in 1 Kings 18. It's about the season that he's in. And I just think it's really helpful when we're in a difficult season to remember those seasonal dynamics and to come up with strategies for how to make it. One of my favorite little lines in the Chronicles of Narnia book, The Horse and His Boy, is when C.S. Lewis says, when things go wrong, you'll find they usually go on getting worse for some time, but when things start going right, they often go on getting better and better. Such a simple idea, but I think that's really insightful. Uh, you know, betterment leads to more betterment. Good leads to more good. Bad leads to more bad. That's kind of how life often works. So when we're in a negative season, it's really important to kind of fight against the the, um, the momentum of that. So hopefully this will be helpful. Before I get into it, I'm filming this in mid-February 2022. Next week, this video will come out. Um, but I'm filming it now in anticipation of the fact I won't really have time next week because on Tuesday I'm doing a dialogue and then on Wednesday morning we're going out to the desert for vacation. So this will be my video for next week. But um, the dialogue, I want you to watch. It's, I'm so excited about it. Uh, maybe, gosh, I, this one particularly of, of the various ones I've done because of the topic and the people involved. So it's going to be on Austin Sugg's channel, Gospel Simplicity. And uh, Brett Salkeld, who wrote this, really, I put up on Twitter and YouTube, you probably saw it, um, a note about this book, Transubstantiation. It's a fantastic book. It's really well written. And uh, although I am coming from a different perspective, I think it'll be really productive to talk because it's so clearly written. Um, and he makes a great argument. So I've been reading through my friends, Thomas Cranmer and Peter Martyr Vermigli, and uh, just really drilling down into more of the depths and then also... Uh, Martin Chemnitz, and then also a few other contemporary books like this one is really interesting by George Hunsinger. I mean, whew, such a fascinating book called The Eucharist and Ecumenism. So anyway, we're going to talk about the Eucharist. 
next Tuesday. I don't know when it'll come out, but that's when we're recording it. I'm really excited, so you can keep your eyes peeled for that. I'm going to be uh, defending a spiritual presence view, as you find in the Reformed tradition. So anyway, that's coming out. All right, let me share four uh, strategies for how to... Um, sort of this is a pastoral type uh, advice, I guess you could say, though I hope it could apply to anybody, whether they are a follower of Jesus or not, but especially for pastors, actually. Those are the people I have in my heart most in saying these. Four uh, strategies for making it through a difficult season. Number one is give the people around you extra grace. Now, this sounds so obvious, but what I've discovered is that the times when you need to extend grace the most are often the times when it's hardest to do so. Like on vacation, it's really easy to get along with people. <laughs> you know, everybody gets along on vacation. Well, maybe not. Maybe if you got young kids, maybe not. But it tends to get easier. You know, your normal capacities for forgiveness and, you know, Proverbs 12 talks, I think it's twelve sixteen talks about overlooking an insult. Okay, in Matthew 18, Jesus talks about forgiving your brother from your heart. Our normal capacities for forgiveness and for overlooking an insult, whatever they're normally at, they get reduced when we're under stress, when we're in a negative environment. And that's probably when we're in a negative season that often happens to everybody. And so basically what that means is, as you can tell if you ever log on to Twitter, basically there's this escalation of negative energy. And conflict, and that happens so often in particular organizations or churches or uh, businesses or wherever you might be working or in your family setting or wherever it might be. And so, what I have found is so helpful in those seasons is to remember that dynamic and go into the day each day looking for opportunities to show extra grace. If you go into it expecting people are going to be needing extra grace and it's going to be harder to extend grace in this season, and you know that in advance. It helps so much. And what I've found is so much of ministry, I think, is having eyes to see the needs that are all around us, not being aloof and oblivious. People are hurting, and that leads to ministry opportunities. But we have to kind of have eyes to see that and go into our day looking to see that. It's counterintuitive because we usually don't think to do that when we're in those seasons. So it can be really helpful to do. So extending extra grace to others. And, of course, in order to do that, we need to be receiving um the Holy Spirit applying the grace of Christ to us first. That's where it flows out of. Um, you can't just do that indefinitely. It's got to come out of a, a heart that's sensitive to our own forgiveness that we receive from the Lord constantly. Number two is make extra efforts to not take things personally. Okay, so this is the if number one is more how we're what we're extending to others, number two is how we manage what we receive from others. And the same kind of dynamic is true here where in a negative season, in a stressful season, um, we will tend to receive more negativity from others, more criticism from others. And most of us have a tendency to take that personally. You know, if someone criticizes us, the instinctive feeling is to, you know, uh, assume there's something we did to warrant it or to take offense and assume that, you know, and kind of respond in a, in a personal way in, in, like that. And so um, it just helps to remember in a negative season, in a stressful season, there's going to be a lot that comes at us that has nothing to do with us. So as a pastor, one of the pieces of advice someone once gave me is about half the time when you get criticism, it's going to be more about the other person. About half the time, there's something you can take and it, it will be about you in some way that you can learn something from it. Now, 
the half the time there's very rough estimate. <laughs> you know, could be way more or way less in certain times, but the point is, you know, you can usually learn something from most criticism, but it's helpful to remember not every criticism is about you. Many criticisms, and in fact, this happens to ministers a lot because you're associated with certain things for people. And so you can be a target. So just remembering the discipline to take kind of your normal ability, your normal sort of filter to block certain things by remembering this isn't about me. I just kind of need to let this let this one go. Crank that up a little bit in those seasons and take to make extra effort not to, you know, just remember this isn't about me. There's a bigger picture going on. And I would just say that for pastors right now. For every pastor in 2022, um, if you're suffering and struggling, it's not you, okay? It's not you. I, every pastor that I know is somewhat weary and some more than others. So the word weary would be too weak of a word for many. I don't know anybody who's feeling like, oh man, we're just cruising forward and everything is grand. It's a difficult season. And I'm sure that's true in many other spheres of life, many other callings. And so just knowing that alone can help you so much if you just remember, this isn't about me. There's a bigger picture going on. It's hard, but just knowing that I didn't do something that merits this, that that alone is, can be really helpful. Okay, number three. Just got two more. Simplify your goals and productivity. Okay. The... A difficult season is not a time to take on huge new projects. Uh, it's not a time to expand your your uh, into new territory and take on new sort of amorphous um, tasks that you have to figure out and are stressful. Go back to what you fell in love with about your calling. Drill down into the, the, the basics of why you took your job in the first place. If there are things that you're passionate about your job, hopefully there's something. If not, try and do this in other areas of your life. Simplify and concentrate on what you love. You know, um, if, if you have subordinates, um, cast vision for them. Say, hey, look, we're in a tough season. You know, we can't control. There's a lot we can't control right now. But here's what success looks like for us in this season. Here's the goal for us. Here's here's the target. And it may be a more modest target than it would be in another time, you know. And then pursue that. So, you know, for me in Ojai, sometimes in Ojai, um, it's, we don't have seasons <laughs> as much as a lot of places. We lived in Chicago before here and the last place in Southern California we live. I remember those seasons, okay. The Midwest gets more distinct seasons. Um, but one of the, so Ojai's got a lot of, there's so much about Ojai that I love. One of the things about Ojai is it is smaller. It's a more rural place and it's actually shrinking because it's getting so expensive because a lot of, a lot of people are moving here during the pandemic. So, um, for, uh, like to have a second home, like a vacation home. So a lot of people who like young families are moving out of the area. So, um, you know, Ojai can feel, uh, isolated from the rest of the world, especially during a pandemic. So one of the things I've done is just set goals based upon what I love and what I feel called to do. So with my family, I have certain goals. With my church, I love pastoring our church. As much as I talk about being a pastor is a hard thing right now, I actually feel really blessed. We have a wonderful church that's so supportive. And so I, I, I you know, every Sunday I have joy. But um, focusing on what I, you know, this is why I went into ministry. Focus on those things that you love. Uh, and it's amazing. And so, and then, and then, in addition to that, I have other certain goals. I say, look, 
I can't travel as much right now. I, I'm not involved. I'm not going to this seminary. Uh, there, there's other things that I used to do that I would love to do that I can't do during this season of my life. So what can I do? I'm going to focus on the things that I feel called to do and that I love to do. And one of those, so part of that is book projects and things. One of those things was starting a YouTube channel, you know, and it's amazing the, the, the lesson, I guess, for this is it's amazing what God can spin out of those difficult seasons. If you just keep going and you kind of simplify your focus, it's amazing what God can produce and what can come out of it. And I look back at like three or four seasons like that where transition seasons, times of stress, whatever it was, and I can look back every time and see unique good that came out of it in the midst of the difficulty. So uh, in this season, in this pandemic season, you know, three or four months into the pandemic, I started this YouTube channel and it's been such a fun experiment. All right, the last one is um, seek God's perspective about what you're going through. Seek God's perspective. What I find is in a negative season, there's so many different opinions and analyses that will be coming at you that you just have to kind of take with a grain of salt or altogether ignore. And it's helpful to continually go back to this basic question of what is God doing through this? Because for a lot of us, I think we forget to ask that question, you know? And uh, so if you're saying, okay, what what is the Lord doing in the midst of this? A lot of times the perspective that God will have on those difficult seasons is very different from what our flesh will instinctively react to. So instinctively, if you're like me, in a difficult season, you want to complain, you want to only see the bad. But a lot of times, what I have found is that God can use those seasons in his own ways for good that we could never have imagined. I already mentioned 1 Kings 17 and all the good that God spun out of. I mean, Elijah could have been tempted to give up up there in Zarephath, think, my ministry is not going anywhere, you know. He had no idea what was coming. Um, or you think of other, there's so many examples of this in the Bible, but the biggest one, of course, is the cross, where Jesus Christ himself, you know, if you're just looking at that from a human perspective, from the perspective of human wisdom, you're going to look at Good Friday and you're going to think, this is a colossal failure, you know. It's just everything is everything is over. And yet, of course, that was this that was the one thing in all of history that God used to bring about the greatest good. And I believe that pattern plays itself out in our lives and in our ministries over and over again. So if you can say, Lord, what are you doing in the midst of this? And how might you use this for good? And how can you make me an agent of good in this situation? That is such a hopeful thought to come back to. So and my last comment is this. Remember that the season won't last forever. Uh, in God's grace, the winter season eventually melts into a spring. And it's so happy. If you can remember back on how you've seen that happen before in your life, it's so encouraging to remember that in the middle of it. It won't always feel like this. My wife and I have been through seasons where we've had to remind each other of that. Like, just remember, it's really hard right now. It's not always going to feel like this. And I um, think a lot of us who are going through difficult seasons in the world right now have to remember that right now. It's a weird time. The last two years has been probably harder on us, I think, in some ways than we realize the amount of just the psychological impact of this pan weird pandemic we've been through. And so remembering it's not going to feel like this forever uh, helps us get through it. All right. 
hopefully that will encourage someone out there. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like the video and subscribe if this was of value to you. And uh, my next, I have, I'm really excited about some future videos. I, I think the next one I'm going to do is uh, going to be a Christian response to climate change. Really excited to share that with you. That's actually an issue I'm really passionate about. And it's the cultural issue I've decided to focus on a little bit more in my studies this year. So I'm going to be... Um, that video will probably come out uh, about a week or so from the time this video actually comes out, about two weeks from the time I'm recording this, so you can look forward to that as well. And don't forget to check out the dialogue with Brett over at Gospel Simplicity, Austin Suggs' channel. Hey, thanks for watching. God bless you.